Welcome to Seals Pod, Seals fans. We are joined today by one of the younger members of the Seals team, defenseman Eli Gobrecht. Eli, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you doing? Doing well. You've been in San Diego, spending the week here, finally getting some time outside of a game. How's that been for you? Uh, it's been great. Um, definitely a little different weather than Seattle, where I'm living right now. So I've been staying with uh, Mark Lassini and Nick DeMute, and they've been showing me around. So it's been a good time so far. Pretty good weather here so far this week. And Absolutely. It might turn a little bit soon, but it's been good. Yep. Good. So, you know, I want to go back and kind of just talk about your history in lacrosse, you know, your upbringing. I, I you went to Ithaca High School. Then went to Ithaca College, so I'm guessing you know you're, you were deeply ingrained in that community. I guess take me from where did you start with lacrosse? When when did you start playing, and how was that progression for you? So I actually I think I got my first stick back in second grade. Uh, I was a little bit of a troublemaker in first grade, and my dad made a deal with me that if I didn't get in trouble the last week of school, he would give me a lacrosse stick. So that's kind of where it all started uh, at the youth level. Uh, made a lot of good friends through lacrosse growing up in Ithaca, New York, and it was just something that kind of stayed with me, and I've continued to play ever since. So you play at Ithaca, Ithaca College until 2016. You don't go into the Major League Lacrosse, the Outdoor Lacrosse League, until 2018. What what was the process there for you to get from college to the professional ranks, you know, on the field level? So I actually took a year after college um, to do a grad school program abroad um, at Durham University in Northern England. Uh, it was a pretty cool opportunity to get my master's degree. I uh, got my master's in financial management, and it also gave me an opportunity to travel um, around Europe. I got to go to about 12 to 13 different countries um, and experience life outside the U.S. for a little bit, which was something that was important to me and uh, was lucky enough to get an opportunity with the Denver Outlaws when I came back to the States um, about a year later. And that's always probably an interesting proposition for lacrosse players, deciding when do you really want to jump into your true professional career or how long do you want to keep playing lacrosse? And, you know, that sounds like a really amazing opportunity you had to continue your education and then, but you still have that competitive nature to want to keep playing lacrosse, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it was kind of an itch that never went away. Um, I had kind of some ideas that I'd like to play professionally in college, but as a Division three player, that's not necessarily... Uh, the expectation. Um, It's more of a far-reaching idea, so it was pretty cool to make that dream a reality for me. Then what was your first experience to box? Did you get to play any in college? When when did you start to make that transition from a field player to taking on the box game? Uh, Well, I'd say it actually goes back to like elementary school, believe it or not. Um, Growing up in Ithaca, New York, we were about 45 minutes from the Onondaga Reservation uh, where the Thompson brothers grew up. So we used to go up there and play them behind the old firehouse in this outdoor box. It was basically a a mud pit. And then they would come down to Ithaca and play us in field. Um, But really the formal first formal box experience I got was um, back in on the Onondaga Nation when I was a junior in college I think between my junior and senior year I played a summer of senior B lacrosse with the Onondaga Redhawks and that was kind of the first real box experience that I'd gotten and what were what were your first impressions you know being a relatively standout field player and kind of 
making that transition to box, what was the toughest part? What really stood out to you about going to that, you know, really a different game? Well, I, I really enjoyed the the speed and the physicality of it, first of all. I mean, our uh, assistant coach at Ithaca College, Joe Solomon, kind of got me involved um, with the coach in Onondaga. And the biggest transition for me was going from a long pole to a short stick. Um, I think when I first made that transition, it was hard to even pass and catch. So there's a lot more adjusting at first just with the stick skills, let alone the differences between the box and the field game, which, as you know, are immense. What drove you to defense in the beginning? You know, whether it was on the the field or in the box, what was the deciding factor that you were going to be a defensive first player? Uh, I think it was just kind of my skill set that naturally developed. Uh, being a multi-sport athlete, I played football, lacrosse, and hockey growing up, and I was usually a defensive player in football, a cornerback in ice hockey. I was either a center or defenseman. And in, in lacrosse, I wasn't always the most skilled player, but I was willing to go to the dirty areas, pick up the loose balls, and uh, you know, be physical behind the play. Um, so that naturally translated to uh, becoming a defenseman. So you came to your first NLL camp last year with the Seals, right? Actually, my first NLL camp was with Vancouver when they were the Vancouver Stealth a okay. couple years back. It was actually uh, Doug Locker who reached out to me when I was still a senior at Ithaca College asking if I would be interested in uh, ever playing in the NLL. And that was kind of the uh, seed that was planted with me that got me to this point or at least uh, started down that path. And what was that first camp like? Were you competitive? Did you feel kind of, you know, a little out of sorts? How, how did that go for you physically, skill-wise? Where were you, you know, kind of making that first camp? Well, it was it was intense um, from the start. Uh, the coach there, uh, Jamie Batley, really emphasized um, – physical conditioning so from the first day it was like you kind of got your 40 yard dash you got your t test and then the pacer test so i was right up there with the uh in terms of um, the athleticism and i think just the finer points of the game especially with the two-man game understanding how you want to play picks and how you want to uh move the ball in transition sub when you're getting off and on was something that i didn't quite have yet the athleticism was there but um, definitely the finer points of the game were something that I was not understanding yet at that point so you don't make the team obviously in your first camp in Vancouver did you play summer that year in Canada yeah so I ended up uh, getting a cool opportunity that summer um, that was my first summer playing major league lacrosse with the Denver Outlaws and then between those weekend games, I was kind of moonlighting during the week with uh, a senior B team, the Ladner Pioneers. Um, that was a really cool experience with those guys. Um, some really talented players that I got to play with, uh, some NLL guys and former NLL guys that taught me a lot. And uh, it was a very good first real box experience for me. And from there, you come to camp with the Seals last year. What was the difference between your first camp and coming into camp with the Seals last year? More so, not necessarily what you experienced with the Seals, but did you feel more confident skills-wise? Did you feel like you had a shot to make that team? Uh, how did you feel coming into that? Yeah, I, I definitely felt confident um, coming off this summer with Ladner. Um, I was also involved with uh, the Team USA indoor um, development team at that point so that had definitely given me a little bit more confidence um, just understanding the way that um, the seals want to play defense too I think I was able to pick up their system pretty quickly um, with a lot of help from coach Greer and coach Merrill uh, they made it an easier transition and 
I came pretty close to making the team last year and I felt pretty confident in camp uh, going in and coming out of it. Cali BBQ is proud to be an official sponsor of your San Diego Seals. Buy our slow smoked barbecue at any Seals home game or online anytime at www.calibbq.media. What were things that stuck out to you about Patrick Merrill, Bill Greer, you know, and their coaching style, their systems, you know, having come in from a from what you experienced in Canada, what you experienced with Vancouver before that, what stood out to you as a, what those guys brought to the table? Uh, I think intensity is the word that comes to mind with uh, with Pat Merrill. It's the first thing I would think of. Um, he really set the tone from the first camp, uh, just kind of letting us know, you know, this was technically an expansion team last year, but he never viewed it that way and never wanted to call it an expansion team. Um, and they expected to compete right away, and they did. So I really liked uh, the attitude that the coaching staff came in with, and it kind of almost reminded me of a, a hockey mindset, um, but a more Canadian mindset for sure than the field game. And last year's camp was condensed. You had uh, the labor issues that made it a little more constrictive, really, and that was probably a, very, a pretty big disadvantage for guys like you who had less experience that probably could have used a little more time in camp, maybe a little more coaching. And so, I don't know, was that discouraging to you, or did you kind of just understand the situation? I mean, how, how did that go when you didn't make the team last year? Yeah, I mean, I knew it was going to be close coming in, um, and I think the coaching staff did a really good job to, of putting the team together with a mix of experience and inexperienced guys, but obviously when you only have two weeks to kind of showcase your skills when they've had years of watching some of these other players it makes sense the decisions that they came to but definitely put a little chip on my shoulder that uh, helped me going into camp this year did they give you things to work on like hey we like you this is where if you want to be a part of this team in the future this is where we need you to to improve yeah coach Merrill was pretty honest with me um and, you know, at the same time as he's letting me know I was cut, he's kind of given me some confidence and belief that he thought I could eventually play in this league. So I think the biggest thing was uh, continuing to play the box game with Team USA during our training camp process leading up to the, uh, the World Championships and then also playing uh, with Burnaby and Senior A this summer. And then coming into camp this year, where did you feel like you fell as far as your chances of making the team? Did you feel confident, kind of maybe where you were last year? Hey, I got to go in there and bust my tail, which I'm guessing you would think of anyways. But, you know, where was your mindset coming into camp uh, a second time with the Seals? Yeah, I mean, this being my third NLL camp, I really wasn't that worried about outcomes. Um, I had a lot of confidence in my ability. I was very familiar with the system that Coach Greer wants us to play um, based on watching film from last year and just my experience at camp. And I was definitely confident, but just I wasn't really as worried about, am I going to make the team? Am I not going to make the team as I was in the past? And, uh, you know, kind of whatever happens, happens. And then what was different about this camp? I know... You had a full camp, you had a, a regular season camp, and I know a lot of the guys had said this is probably the most physically demanding camp they'd ever been in. Was that something that you experienced? Yeah, I mean, I think coming in, um, you know, you, you understand what the coaches are looking for, and you know that they're going to push you, especially the first, uh, the first weekend um, in terms of conditioning. You know, I was coming off a full summer of playing, um, but it was still definitely very physically and mentally exhausting. Um, but the 
getting through, you know, that first weekend and then getting a chance to play against some other teams was even that more rewarding because, you know, as intense as it is, you don't want to be hitting your own guys every day. So it was good to uh, get up to Vancouver and get to hit somebody in a different jersey. It's pretty incredible. I don't think a lot of people realize because they don't really get to see practice how intense practice and especially camp is for you guys and really you are beating on each other your teammates your guys really really physically and you see you watch hard knocks you watch the nfl and like if that happens in those sports there's fights you just don't fight your teammates in in lacrosse and especially box lacrosse it's pretty incredible to see just i guess it's how you guys get each other prepared to play Mm -hmm. in this league but it's pretty insane to see yeah, it's funny too. My uh, roommate at training camp the first weekend was uh, Tim Semish, who's the former NFL tight end, of course. And I was kind of picking his brain like, hey, how does this compare to an NFL training camp? And he's like, you know, in terms of physicality and intensity, it's right up there. Um, and I think the main difference is that we're condensing that camp into four weekends, basically, where we're doing two a days and the NFL training camp goes over you know, week long periods. Um, but the actual time when we're together is right up there in terms of physicality and intensity. And when you started playing box, were you like, holy, holy hell, this is like insane. Like the amount of just sticks and you're on defense. So you're out there giving it. Maybe you see your teammates, how they're, how they're going at the, uh, the opposing team. Like, was that something that kind of took you by surprise? Had you seen it? I mean, Look, I, I don't have a lacrosse background. I came at the sport nowhere, and, and it blew me away at how physical and how physically demanding the sport is. Yeah, I think I was uh, somewhat familiar with the game just growing up in upstate New York, um, and it reminded me a lot of hockey, too, and I would played hockey basically from kindergarten up until a year after high school. So the physicality of hockey mixed with lacrosse is really what box lacrosse reminds me of, but it's pretty insane too when you're playing defense because the offensive guys, when they set picks, can hit you just as hard as you can hit them off the ball or on the ball. So you got to be ready to take a pick uh, to the kidney and then keep going. Did you go to NLO games when you were younger? Obviously, a lot of box lacrosse up in upstate New York, Rochester, Buffalo, and right there with Toronto. Did you go to games? Were you a fan of a team as a kid? So I actually had never been to an NLL game until this year, believe it or not. Uh, but I'd watched the you know the Bandits play on TV and the Nighthawks being pretty close. Um, so I was familiar with the game. But yeah, it's it's a different speed when you get it uh, right up close for sure. So you're obviously in a unique situation. You're in a league that is predominantly Canadian and these are players that have played box pretty much their whole life. Um, you know, what's it like for an American? You're, you're, I'm I'm guessing you're still learning the sport in a lot of ways. These guys have played their entire lives. Um, you know, what's it like for an American, you know, primarily field player to kind of start making that transition into the box game with so many experienced box players? Yeah, it's, uh, I think you got to kind of remind yourself when you're coming in that, you know, these guys have been playing since they were in their diapers. Um, and it is a different game, box lacrosse and field lacrosse. So there's definitely a learning curve to it. Um, but these guys have just been so welcoming and ready to answer any question. I remember even from camp last year and my first camp in Vancouver that um, the Canadian guys especially were very willing to share their knowledge and answer any questions you have. And through kind of the last two, three years of learning the game, um, I've had 
fewer and fewer questions each year, but there's still parts of the game that I don't fully understand. And I got to remind myself that um, I'm a student of this game and uh, I have some of the best teammates and coaches in the world that are uh, kind of a good sounding board for me and for the other American guys trying to learn the game. You do have some pretty amazing veterans on this team. Obviously, Brody Merrill. Uh, I don't know if you could find a better veteran, especially on the defensive side. Cam Holding, you know, Garrett McIntosh. What are you taking away from some of these guys uh, about maybe their, the play of the game or just being a professional in general? Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty amazing watching Brody at this point in his career. Um, he's someone that I looked up to even in the field game growing up. And then obviously uh, he's an incredible box player. Um, but the way he goes about his preparation, you know, his nutrition, his mobility, his training, it's it's all those things combined that you see that um, he's been able to play for this long. And I think really the ultimate um, test of how good you are is like how long can you do this for and how consistent can you be? And he's really just a picture of consistency over his career. So I try to emulate his game as much as I can, even outside the field. Like what's he doing during the week? What's he eating? When he's when is he going to bed? What's he doing for mobility? Um, so he's been a really, really good leader by example in that aspect. Going back to the end of camp, roster decisions come down. Um, did you feel like you made the team? Um, I, I think I was kind of removing myself mentally just from that situation. Like I said, before camp, I went in with the idea that, you know, whatever happens, happens, I'm going to leave it all on the line. So, you know, you got people kind of telling you like, Oh, like you thought you played well, or, you know, you did this well, or you didn't do this well. So it wasn't, you know, a total surprise when I made the team, but it was definitely a, an exciting feeling. And it felt like a, a bunch of bunch of the work I'd been doing the past few years starting to pay off but and what was that conversation when Patrick Merrill told you you'd made the team uh it was it was great I was uh you know he actually called me during the week after camp because it was a little different when we were here for the last week of camp it was kind of like some guys are getting their bags right now with their gear some guys aren't so when I saw my name on one of the bags you know I kind of put the pieces together but um he gave me a call later that week and uh was just kind of telling me that he was proud of me for sticking with it um and that you know me and uh Mark Lassini were the two guys last year who were some of the last cuts and were able to come in and uh make the team this year but his main point to me was that this is really just the start of it and uh you know you got your foot in the door and uh it takes a lot more to stay in this league than it does to make this team so that was uh pretty humbling for me but it's uh it's the same kind of motto that I have, you know, whenever I make this team, that's really just the start. And I'd like to be playing in this league for a long time, not just for one season or half a season. Another quick break. Coronado Brewing Company is proud to be the official craft beer partner of the Seals. Enjoy fan favorite Orange Avenue Wit and their new Salty Crew Blonde Ale all season long and visit coronadobrewing.com to find their award-winning beers near you. Stay coastal. Cheers. So take me back to the first game, your first game, you suit up, you're putting on a professional uniform in the box game, and in the NLL, I should say, obviously, WLA is also a professional league, um, but you know, what do you remember about that experience? What, what stands out? I'm guessing there was a lot of a, of a blur to the entire experience, but you know, what are you always going to remember about that first game? Um, well, I think the coolest part of that game was just uh, knowing that 
I had my uh, my dad there and a couple of my best friends who I'd been playing lacrosse with since like second grade. So um, definitely had a little extra motivation. But uh, you know, I was on the first face off, um, which was you know good just to get my feet wet. Um, and then you know the game was kind of a blur, just trying to be as physical as possible. And unfortunately, we didn't come up on the the right end of the stick there but that's definitely a game i'll i'll remember forever um probably be pretty amazing to be you went to buffalo for the seals first game how many how much family and friends did you have in the crowd there uh yeah i, I had a good amount my my dad uh my stepmom my aunt my uncle two of my best friends actually three of my best friends uh, that i've known for a long time were there and some other family members so it was uh, it was pretty special to see them after the game we're getting towards the halfway point of the season here um, how do you feel like you've grown? You know, where have you felt and seen yourself improve, making adjustments? I mean, everybody's going to make adjustments in this game. Where are you uh, making yourself a better player for the Seals? I think something that I've really wanted to work on is the transition aspect of the game, um, just being able to make the right decisions with the ball, knowing when to push, knowing when not to. Um, and I don't think I'm there yet I don't think I have um, gotten to the point I want to be in terms of pushing the ball in transition or making the right decisions you know I'll still turn the ball over from time to time but that's something that I've definitely grown on since the first game Um, but yeah that you know the idea is to get one percent better every day and if you could do if you're doing that um, by the end of the year you've made quite a big improvement so recently you get your first goal it was an empty netter (laughs) but uh, still ball went in uh, talk about that experience. You know, what did you see? What was the uh, the feeling like afterwards? You know, take us through that. That was that was a good feeling. It was uh, definitely a relief because that was I think a minute and a half long shift uh, where Matt Sykes had went down and he he almost gets a chance to score his first NLL goal and then we got to go back on D. Um, Brody ends up with the ball, finds me. I'm getting double teamed and then finally put it in the back of the net. But uh, it was it was a cool moment because I had a couple. Again, I, it's fun playing in New York for me. I got guys that I grew up playing with, and some of my college teammates were there to see it. Um, so it was, a, it was a special moment. And then even more so recently, you know, your first uh, goal with a with a goalie in, you beat Dylan Ward. Uh, you know, talk about what you saw there. Uh, a really exciting play, an important play in the game. You know, you didn't come out with the win, but still a, a big goal in that game. Yeah, um, it's... Uh, Wardo is definitely someone I'm familiar with, played within the last two years with the Outlaws, so it's uh, get some bragging rights putting that one in on him. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, we were, uh, we were kind of back and forth that game, um, and we had an opportunity where he had four D guys running up against three O guys. So I uh, saw Tor with the ball, and I was actually thinking, you know, who am I going to go pick here so Tor can get a shot? And then he passed it to me, so I just kind of closed my eyes and shot it. And... Got lucky, but yeah, that one definitely felt good. And hopefully. you weren't you weren't thinking about his weak spots and exactly where you knew you could beat him. It was just like, yeah, throw it at the throw it at the net. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I figured I'd shoot a five hole and hopefully he wasn't ready for it. So I got a little lucky, but sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. 
A quick break. This episode is sponsored by Manscaped.com. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. If you've been listening to our channel for a while, you know that we are big fans of Manscaped and their Perfect Package Essentials Kit, which is the world's finest all-in-one manscaping kit that makes manscaping safe and easy. And just when you think they've got it all figured out, they take it to the next level. I'm excited to be one of the first to confirm that after 18-plus months of research and development, the new Lawnmower 3.0 Waterproof Body Trimmer has just been released and comes with a ton of new upgrades. Get 20% off plus free shipping from your Perfect Package 3.0 purchase when you use promo code SEALS20 at manscaped.com. That's code SEALS20 for 20% off at manscaped.com. Now, back to the pod. Where are you looking to improve? You talked about transition. You talked about your decision-making. Um, you know, where where do you want to get? You know, do you, do you have goals? Are you setting specific loose ball goals or statistical goals or is it more just like checkpoints about what you can accomplish in a game what you can do for a teammate things like that uh, I think consistency really is the key word um, if you look at our season and specifically our defense you know we have shifts where I think we look like one of the best defenses in the league and then the next shift you know we're breaking down left and right. So it's, it's about finding that consistency. And I think that starts with communication and being physical. Um, cause we do think that, you know, we're one of the best teams in the league, whether our record reflects that or not. Um, but the bottom line is we need to be more consistent and that really also goes into our preparation during the week and making sure that, um, we're staying on top of our workouts, our nutrition, our sleep. And once Friday night hits and we're uh, out there for practice, we're hitting the ground running and we're ready to go for that Saturday game every week. For you, you talk about some of these breakdowns when the, when the defense lets goals that you don't feel great about. Um, do you find the more reps you get, the more games you're playing, you know, you're still very, very young in your NLO career, that those are starting to go away for you. It's a little more second nature of knowing where to be, knowing when to cover a teammate in a certain spot. Is that getting easier for you? Is that is the game slowing down in that sense for you? Yeah, I, I think it is. Um, I think within our system, uh, the coaching staff does a great job of making it pretty simple um, for what our decision-making is. And the main thing for us is just communicating with each other. I mean, we got, I think we got like 14 or 15 D guys that we're confident in that can come in and get the job done. So the biggest thing for us is just consistency with our communication and making sure we're on the same page. Cause you know, when we're on top of our game we're you know, it's really hard to score on us. Uh, as we sort of uh, wrap up the podcast here, are you getting calls? Are you reaching out to younger American lacrosse players that see the box game? They want to get involved in the game. You know, are you able to kind of mentor them on some level? What, what advice do you give players looking to make that transition uh, into the National Lacrosse League? Yeah, I think uh, even starting at a younger level, um, I right now I'm coaching uh, in Seattle and uh, the – organization I work for Cityside Lacks. Uh, we have a developmental box program. So this year we did, I think, four weeks with our middle schoolers and three to four weeks with our younger guys. And it's really just about showing Americans what the game is about at a younger age. Um, like I said, I, I was lucky enough to know what the box game was as a younger kid, but I wish that I had gone to Canada and played when I was younger or 
you know, even with the opportunities now with U.S. Box Lacrosse, um, you know, the announcement of the Junior Seals today is awesome. Uh, that Camp Holdings doing that. That's going to give guys in California an opportunity. Colorado has got a great program um, in Ohio as well. So I think the biggest thing is just exposure to this game at a younger age for Americans because it's such a fun game and it's so competitive. Um, and I think the way it kind of differs from the field game at this point is it's a total team game. Like you cannot win with one individual in box. It's going to take a full team of guys that are working towards the same goal. That's really interesting, and I'm sure you're seeing just kids getting started earlier at an earlier age. It's really going to help push American box lacrosse and the game in general as the NLL expands. You're going to need more players, and uh, more American players is going to be a good thing for the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think most guys who try it are hooked, too, uh, no matter what age you start at, even um, – guys who start late like me in college uh, some have been able to make that transition successfully I'm um, just thinking about some of the younger guys in the league um, even on our team like Mark Lassini um, Connor Fields is you know some people think it's a seamless transition but he's been playing up north for four or five years working on his game so the younger you start the better and uh, I think the more Americans that are playing this game uh, the more fun we're going to have with it Really great stuff. I appreciate the chat today. I uh, want to wish you all the best success the rest of the season. Congratulations so far. It's been a lot of fun to watch you play. And, uh, you know, have a great rest of the season. And uh, good luck this year. All right. Thank you for having me.